Welcome to Best Ghost, the podcast where we explore haunted history and conduct amateur paranormal investigations. My name is Brittany. And my name is Matthew. And on today's first episode, we will be talking and possibly exploring McMinniman's White Eagle Saloon. So buckle up. It's going to be a spooky ride. Ride, 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 ride. first time. Uh, this is our first time also tuning in, literally, um, because this is our first episode, and um, we're really excited to have you all here listening. Um, <laughs> we're not professionals. <laughs> we are not God. professionals, no. Okay. But um, um, we're, we're everyday people, like you, all listening. So it's a relatable podcast about ghosts, history, and exploring the paranormal. Yep. And our experiences with that, um, I think we're both pretty skeptical, but we also believe in the ghostly world. Yeah. Do you, uh, may I ask, Bernie, do you have any uh, experiences you've ever, bit like paranormal experiences you've ever encountered or anything like that? Yeah. Oh, yeah? <laughs> um, care to elaborate? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That people want to know. Um, yeah, I have always believed in ghosts mm-hmm. and the paranormal, but um, we, my family, we moved to a house in Hillsboro, Oregon. I don't think that's too personal. <laughs> um, and uh, it was kind of a creepy house, uh, but I didn't really have any reservations um I have siblings and me and my younger sister shared a room and one night I just started feeling something like pushing down on me we had cats and I had siblings that wanted to prank me so every night I'd get up and I'd be like oh it's a cat oh it's somebody pranking me and I finally every single night this is happening and then finally I booby trapped the door to make sure I heard any sounds and there was nothing, so I just started ignoring it until about a year later when my sister asked me if I was pushing on her arm at night. And I was like, wait, what are you talking about? She's like, I swear I felt you pushing on me. I'm like, no. And we kind of discovered this was the thing that was going on between both of us that we weren't talking about, and there was no explanation. So if I'm understanding correctly, that these experiences were happening for like a little over a year between you and your sister, both at mm-hmm. separate, on yeah. separate occasions, I should mm-hmm. say. Yeah, oh, that's pretty spooky. I've always wondered what it would be like to, uh, I guess, be, you know, touched by something that's not there. Yeah. I mean, what, what was that like once you kind of both realized uh, um, maybe you guys were, you know, having similar things happening to you? <laughs> it was pretty creepy. We didn't really like being alone in that room after that. Yeah, that's understandable. How about you? Any spooky happenings? Me? No, I'm pretty, I'm pr- pretty boring. I mean, nothing, nothing spooky um, I can recall, but uh, I've kind of always been one of those people, I, I believe in it, like you said, um, but I, I'm kind of one of those people that I feel like, I guess, I believe it up to a point. I kind of want to see it for myself. I've never had an experience 
always wanted to maybe have something. Yeah. Uh, even like someone just like tapping you on the shoulder. Oh, but then I get nervous though, because then you see some of those shows out there where people are getting like scratched. Yeah. I don't know, you know, I've got precious skin, so I don't know <laughs> if I want. You don't want to damage it. <laughs> don't want to be scratched, let's just say that. That's one thing I'm trying to avoid aging. on this. Uh, yeah. Um, but, um, so I'm really, I guess I'm really hoping to maybe get some experiences out of this journey, uh, as we go through this podcast and, uh, you know, explore different places around Portland and Oregon. Um, so that's kind of something I guess I'm looking to get out of it. Um, but I guess we should get started maybe. Um, let's, let's, uh, I think we're first gonna fill everyone in with a little bit of history on this place. Um, the White Eagle, and then um, go from there. So the White Eagle Saloon was established in 1905 by Polish immigrants. This was either by William Hersko and Barney Sobolski, or both the Hersko brothers, William and Joseph, along with Barney Sobolski. Uh, it's known to be Oregon's oldest bar. Um, and the name comes from a reference to the Polish flag because they came from Poland. And interestingly enough, uh, during my research, um, I did find that this establishment did go through several different name changes uh, before it actually landed on the White Eagle Saloon we know today. Uh, one, that, one that stood out to me, though, was around 1917, actually. Um, the name was changed to the Hersko Brothers Soft Drinks Emporium. Um, I was reading that this was basically in response to, uh, you know, prohibition that was going on in Oregon at the time. Um, so it was pretty sneaky, kind of reminded me like of a, you know, Sopranos episode maybe. <laughs> They've got the meat deli in the front, but the business, you know, is going on somewhere deeper inside. So um, there was a rumored tunnel I did read about um, where most likely the booze were probably smuggled through if that was going on. Read that, that tunnel's also been um, rumored to maybe be where people were Shanghai'd out, but I don't know if there's any evidence of that as of now. Speaking of prohibition, the White Eagle at one point was rumored to have both a brothel and an opium den, so there was some organized crime going on for quite some time, allegedly. Do you know about either of these things? Uh, well, one thing I found, um, I don't know if it, it would be considered a brothel per se, based on kind of what I was researching, uh, but it might be more of the case that, um, you know, some of the guests that were staying upstairs were more likely bringing, uh, you know, companions home with them to the room overnight. Um, so I, I wonder if that's maybe where it got some of its reputation of being a brothel, even though may, it may have not been. Yeah. But uh, I think you were saying something about, uh, is there an opium den in the basement, possibly? Yeah, so the opium den in the basement was actually rumored to be a place they would uh, drug unsuspecting immigrants and take them against their will to work as crew on ships through the Shanghai tunnels. Um, so again, this isn't anything that's really corroborated anywhere. But you know, it definitely did have its reputation even after those events, um, you know, in the early 60s, uh, the, I guess the White Eagle kind of went back to being more of a rowdy, um, rowdy reputation, uh, kind of was quoted as a biker bar to some. 
but even earlier than the 60s, I, and there was an interesting thing you were telling me earlier, uh, a certain phrase that was shouted. What was that? Yeah, apparently it was just so violent, and there were so many brawls that would happen every night that streetcar conductors would call out Bucket of Blood when they stopped in front of the saloon, and the nickname just stuck. It's catchy. Catchy, yeah. It's got a ring to it, for sure. Um, Let's head over to the bucket of blood. (laughs) But it couldn't be all rowdy in games, folks, because after a decade of craziness, uh, you know, in the 60s, um, it got cleaned up. It got very much cleaned up. So um, by the end of the decade... Um, so we're talking about, you know, the end of the decade after the 60s. Um, the second generation Herskos uh, decided to sell the business, I guess, and they sold it to another immigrant who was from New York City. His name was Tony Ferrone. Um, and I guess it was around this time that the establishment started, uh, you know, doing things like live music, stuff like that, which kind of, I guess, changed the overall scene of how the bar was perceived. Um, and then it wasn't, even, it wasn't until 1998, actually, that McMinimins purchased the property. Um, so it was, it was quite a bit of time. I guess I was more surprised to see how late they purchased the property. But you were saying, how long yeah. were McMinimins around? They were actually not established until 1983, which I found surprising wow. because they have so many locations. Yeah, and I know they're even expanding today, you know, into other mm-hmm. states and stuff, so... I guess I just always thought they were around sooner than the 80s, but maybe, yeah. you know, because show I'm wrong, so. Uh, speaking of McMinimins, they're known to buy up historic buildings and convert them into bars or hotels. Um, and, you know, with history comes mystery. <laughs> <laughs> so the Whitey Gold Saloon has a lot of reported hauntings and it's pretty famously haunted in the Portland area as one of the most haunted locations. Um, Most of the hauntings in the building take place on the main floor, the basement, and the 11 original guest rooms. And most notably, the building is haunted by spirits Rose, Sam, and an unnamed bouncer, but there there could be more. Do you know anything about any of these spirits? Uh, Yeah, I mean, speaking to I guess the bouncer portion, um, a lot of what I was researching was showing that more of, I guess, the bouncer's activity might be found more in the basement um, side of things, and then there were just a lot of reports of more of like an unfriendly spirit maybe in the basement, Um, so, you know, I'm assuming probably that's a place where a lot of, you know, stuff happened, like some violent stuff, and some people were maybe murdered or died. So, yeah, so the what I've heard about the bouncer is he was actually hired to keep peace between the business in the brothel and the people doing business in the opium den, kind of keep it from getting too rowdy. But he just disappeared one day without a trace. Nobody knows. Um, they speculate he was either murdered or shanghaied in the tunnels. to the other two ghosts, Sam and Rose, I was finding that, uh, I don't know how true this is, but apparently Sam um, might have died in room two. I guess some of the most haunted rooms in this building are room two and three. 
Um, so it's rumored that Sam might have possibly died in room two. Um, but I also believe that the second floor is also probably haunted by both Sam and Rose from what I'm finding. So I, I wonder if each one is set to a certain room or if you're gonna get the, the same experience on, you know, second and third level, I guess, or. Yeah, what it doesn't make sense because why is there a third level? It's probably just room two and three right next to each other, right? Yeah, and that's what I read. I read that uh, Rose was actually a sex worker who was murdered by her lover in room three. Oh, yes, possible a case of jealousy, I found. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so I guess room two, uh, possibly haunted by both Sam and Rose, is what I was finding. Mm-hmm. Um, but. A lot of um, more reports of like crying, someone crying, screams. Um, you know, there's uh, anything from guests um, reporting feeling like a profound feeling of sadness mm-hmm. being in these rooms or in these areas, um, all up to even guest encounters of things being lifted or moved, which I feel like is pretty common. Yeah. Hauntings, I guess, but maybe I'm wrong. Um. Another thing about room three that I've read, aside from just the crying and screaming, is that supposedly coins will just appear on the floor with no explanation. And people have reported seeing shadowy figures moving through the hall from the room. And uh, back to being skeptical, one guest claimed in that room that the bed moved up and down and someone was tickling their feet. But I don't know about that. Mm, I feel like I can only believe that story well based on that story you were sharing earlier about your personal experience yeah i can't i can't i can kind of get down with the sensation of touch you know yeah i I can believe that but not i i don't know how i feel about the bed moving up and down no i think we all know (laughs) a case of restless sleeping most likely um yep (laughs) Other stories I've heard about Rose is that she actually wasn't murdered by a lover, but she fell in love with a customer who wanted to marry her and take her away from the brothel, but the owner of the brothel found out. It's not stated who that is, if it's somebody different, but um, he didn't want her to leave, so he murdered her, which I think is counterproductive to not wanting her to leave. It's kind of like a... If I can't have you, no one can. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, So one thing I found on a very trusty uh, resource known as TripAdvisor uh, was one account um, speaking to Room 3. You were kind of mentioning the things earlier about the tickling of the toes and the bed moving up. Um, I also found that there was an experience in there as well as um, the faucets were running when no one had turned them on. There was one account even of uh, some kind of object, they didn't say specifically what, hitting the bottom of the bed, I guess, from below, and I think that was the account I was reading where that actually woke the people up in that room. Wait, so like under the bed or the foot of the bed? Okay. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, I know, I thought it was weird too. It was under, like under the bed, not the foot. So something apparently hit from under the bed, which I believe, if I remember correctly, was what kind of drove those people to pack up and leave. Okay. Um, so those were some other things I was finding in the rooms as well. Uh, another thing is that in room two, that is that where we mentioned Sam. He, There's a lot of different accounts of who Sam was. Um, 
The most notable story, or at least the most common story I found, is that he was an orphan adopted by the hotel owner at the age of 10 years old. Um, they don't really say specifically who or when, but he did become the hotel's caretaker and he lived there his whole life until dying at the age of 30 in room two. And now he's known to haunt the place. And did you also know uh, that Sam is supposedly the most commonly seen ghost inside the White Eagle? I did hear that. I've heard he's seen in room two, in the hallways. I think he's seen by the bar. Yeah, I guess I'd be kind of curious to know more of the activity that might be happening in the bar section. I mean, I know we've spoken more to, like, the rooms and the, the upstairs, but um, I guess I'm always curious, like, does that kind of stuff go on when it's uh, open for the public, or is it more of, like, we're finding, you know, people are finding this stuff when they're doing their own investigations later, maybe when it's closed? Because I just assume with a lot of people around, you're probably not getting too much activity. I've wondered that too, but there are supposedly employees who have claimed to be pinched or touched or grabbed or seen like kitchen utensils being flown flown around in the kitchen or thrown around in the kitchen. Oh, okay. And then there was, uh, you know, speaking of, uh, yeah, with the employees, I think there was one account. Uh, it might have been guests or employees or maybe both, but um, there was accounts of, you know, having the sensation of someone pushing or touching people and getting pushed down the staircase, yeah. I guess. Uh, yeah, I read that one, one waitress was actually pushed down the stairs by an invisible entity, she said. But she suffered only minimal injuries, so that's good. Thank goodness. <laughs> Thank goodness. Uh, <laughs> uh, I also read that in the basement, supposedly freezers open and close on their own, and employees have felt hands shoving them. Um, and then, yeah, more to your point, apparently music can be heard at night, but it's after they close. Okay. See, so, you know, I gotta wonder, and I'll, I'll ask you, like, with the history of this building and how long it's been around, and um, I know McMinimins, you know, uh, renovate stuff, but they like to kind of keep some of the older charm. Um, so there's a lot of, like, original you know, piping, I don't know, or maybe yeah. not the piping's original, obviously, <laughs> that's going to cause a flood, but I, I just wonder like with the... how old these buildings are, like, do you think people maybe are just experiencing, you know, a, a leaky faucet or an old pipe or, like, are the latches on these doors just maybe not up to, up to code? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean... It could be. I, I'm sure their locks are fine. We don't want McMinimins getting mad at us. I'm going to get an email about our, our dare locks you. work just fine. Please discontinue we have your podcast. Our locks tested regularly. <laughs> um, but I, I, I mean, I'd like to see if we could debunk it just to, you know, know one way or another. Um, I want to believe there's ghosts there. I want to believe it's haunted. I do too. Things, like I said, that I, I will not be subject to are scratching, getting scratched, or uh, be being pushed down staircase. So I will say the staircase thing makes me a bit nervous, so I may send. I can only promise that I won't push you down the okay, stairs. that's fair. <laughs> I can't speak to ghosts. <laughs> that's fair. Um, 
so yeah i mean i guess that's kind of a, the point of why we're trying to do these podcasts as well is um we you know we believe in these things but we want to see them for ourselves really and so we kind of want to go um and try to see uh you know how to investigate this place and figure out what claims may be true or if we have something happen to us that maybe wasn't, you know, reported yet, um, you never know. Um, I think the challenge for us, and I think you can agree, is just going to be how to go about investigating the White Eagle at this point, yeah. since we're since we're Because we are this. amateurs. That's true. We admit that. So, you know, we're going to either call them up and they're going to invite us in, or we're going to be going there for dinner one night, <laughs> and you guys are going to be getting um, pretty... You can get a review on their cuisine, too. You get a, yeah, get a review on the cuisine, the drinks, uh, the san- sanitation, and the... How cleanly the bathroom, bathroom is. Hey, maybe we'll get some toilet paper thrown at us from by Sam. Oh, yeah, wasn't there an account of something? <laughs> yeah, and, uh... he uh, supposedly flushes the toilets in the main restroom and uh, makes toilet paper fly around in the women's restroom, so... I mean, I guess on one hand... At least somebody's flushing the toilets. That's true. You know. So. Some people are kind of gross in public restaurants. There is so. a level of cleanliness happening. Yeah. Because uh, at the very least, we know that he is flushing the toilets. Mm-hmm. Just don't know if he's helping once he throws the toilet paper <laughs> everywhere. It probably does. It's probably a waste of water, though, too. Just needlessly flush. Yeah, maybe if McMinimins is listening, they can uh, send us some overheads on what their water, <laughs> their water, water bill. bill is monthly. Water bill. Compare it to a non-haunted location, see where they could save. Yeah, I'm gonna need to see those overheads. So. <laughs> okay. Here I am in the men's room of the White Eagle Saloon. It is 3.09 on Sunday, November 17th. This is the beginning of our investigation. Uh, Brittany is currently in the women's room, seeing if she can pick up any signs of anything. Uh, And I am in the men's room, seeing if I can make contact with anybody. Okay, so we are, we're going, I believe. Okay. Yes. Um, So we did go to the White Eagle Saloon, and we were able to do an investigation of what's going on there. Mm Um, we did start in the bathrooms because that's where a lot of the activity supposedly has come from. Toilets flushing, toilet paper flying. Mm-hmm. Um, we did, uh, with your iPad, we did some EVP sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we used the K2 EMF reader for to see if we could get any electromagnetic readings. Mm-hmm. And then just for reference, uh, there was two main bathrooms on the, yeah. the main floor. I mm-hmm. guess is where the restaurant is. So you were in the women's, as yeah. I said in that clip earlier, and yeah. I was in the men's to start. And then I was, I thought it was pretty cool that they gave us just access to go right up. They yeah. just got the key for us, so thank you, McMinimins. And, uh, you know, so we had access to the upstairs then, which you'll hear some of that um, stuff later. Um, and we did a lot of the same tools up there, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. And I I think we should address, we did think there was going to be no live music that day. (laughs) We got there pretty early, um, but there is some live music going on. They were great, Mm -hmm. but uh, it wasn't great for the situation. No. Luckily, I think we got in beforehand and uh, recorded a lot of stuff earlier, which I think was why we were so successful in our findings. But um, you guys out there will probably notice, like Brittany was saying, some 
some music. Uh, they seem to know a lot of people in town, too. Yeah, it, was, it got pretty busy. <laughs> so you're going to hear a lot of noise in the background, but we tried to minimize it as much as we could. So um, I guess let's dive into what we were starting or some of the stuff we found. So I think we're going to start, what, on the lower half first? Yeah, yeah. I think we'll kind of just go in order from what we found. Mm -hmm. Um I, I honestly don't think I expected to find anything. I don't know if you expected anything to come of it, but um, I'm a little surprised with what we did find, so I'm excited to share it. I agree. All right, so let's, uh, let's start from one piece of evidence uh, that we found when we listened back to me down in the bathroom. Okay. Uh, this was the men's room downstairs in the main restaurant, um, and just to set up the scene, I was... Um, locked in the the men's stall and there's the only stall in the men's room um, and it was a nice big one and I was up against the wall so I was um, far from the door so I wasn't picking up a lot of that noise um, and in this clip you will hear what I believe is someone responding to um, some stuff that I was saying earlier in the audio so let's take a listen uh, thrown anywhere Okay. Alrighty, so what do you think you heard there? So I think I heard somebody say here in a mm -hmm. slight whisper. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. Did you Do you think you heard anything? I think originally when we were going through the audio, that was the first one we heard that made us both stop and kind of look at each other because yeah. I, I definitely heard the whisper too. Um, and that, you know, if you're listening to this podcast at home, I would say... Um, you know, try listening with some headphones on or turning up your volume, but definitely um, seemed like somebody was responding to me because I even know before that question in the audio, um, I had asked if anybody was there with me in the bathroom, mm -hmm. um, like Sam or Rose. So that seemed to be one response I got. Um, so we're gonna, I think we're gonna just play it with just the word here or what we hear and then um, see if you guys can hear it just on its own. So let's play that. Yeah. Okay, so we played that a few times there for listeners to hear. Um, I definitely think I'm hearing a whisper there. I definitely think I hear the word here. Mm -hmm. um, but if any listeners disagree or hear anything else, definitely let us know. Um, as far as my experience in the downstairs bathrooms, supposedly the women's room is where the toilet paper flies when you're in a stall or what have you. Um, Do you see anything like that while you were in there? No. I did go in there and my K2 EMF reader meter um, did start kind of going crazy, like flashing back and forth. Mm -hmm. And then so I took my phone out because I didn't have a fancy iPad to record everything with. I didn't think about that. I didn't think that far ahead. Um, I used my phone. I tried to record the activity on the EMF reader. Uh -huh. And it stopped. It's like, okay, that's annoying. And then I turned my phone off and it started doing it again. So it's almost like maybe somebody knew I was there. Maybe they were messing with me. Who knows? Um, I did go into... There are two stalls in the women's room. I spent a little bit of time in each one just to see. Um, in the larger stall, that's where it was kind of going up to red on the EMF reader. 
Oh, so you got it to go all the way up to red. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then it just stopped. So that makes me think there wasn't necessarily an electrical charge or anything in there. Mm -hmm. Um, That something else might have been happening within the environment. Um, And then after that, after both of us spending some time in those bathrooms, having that happen, asking those questions, we were able to go upstairs. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so um, the next piece of evidence we found, uh, after we went upstairs, we found the famous room two and three. Um, two obviously said Sam on the door, which was kind of scary, mm-hmm. so I think yeah. we started doing some like EVP work over there with the EMF reader as well. Um, and we did debunk some of the spikes we were getting because there was a huge electrical box, if you remember, right in front of the door, so it seemed to be like responding a lot to that. Oh. But, um, what you're going to hear out there, the listener, is uh, we moved then in front of room three, which I think we determined uh, there was, like, no, no, nothing that was setting off the meter there. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. No, there wasn't anything that seemed to be setting it off. And another thing I want to mention about room two mm-hmm. was kind of in a corner. And I know a lot of the haunting history we talked about seeing shadows under the door, mm-hmm. which personally I don't think makes sense with that specific room just because of where it's located mm-hmm. so yeah. i don't know yeah, that's something i, I thought that. about too it's a good point because then we agree that it could really only be if you were staying in that room would be the only yeah the only people yeah. going in or out of there is if it was somebody cleaning mm-hmm. to go into the room yeah it's really only if you're going in and out of the room mm-hmm. is the only reason you would be over there that's true um and then room three was titled bird song that's where um we stood next so um, what you guys are going to hear is a series of questions I believe Brittany and I are asking, and then um, we started getting some responses. So you'll uh, hear that, and then we'll kind of come back and discuss that a little further. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was an electrical box close enough. Oh, we stand maybe in this mid area. I think Rose is here though. Ooh, spikes every time this area. Yeah. I'm just holding the mic, Lesty, sorry. <laughs> Did somebody hurt you, Rose? Go up to yellow for yes. Ooh, that was a yes. That was a yes. Did you die here? Were you murdered here? Oh, that was a yes. Another yes. Another yes. Ooh. Are you happy here? Are you mad at someone? Are you upset with anybody? Yes. Is it one of us you're upset with? Are you upset with someone who's not here? Yes. Did you leave here? Did you ever leave? Did you try to leave? Yes. Did somebody want you to stay? Did you want to stay? Okay, then it pretty much just ends right there. We didn't really get um, many more responses to our questions. Uh, But that's why I was saying I was surprised you were getting read downstairs, because upstairs in front of door three, 
I know, I, I thought that's where we found a lot of our um, activity, especially mm-hmm. with the EMF reader. And uh, I think there's a clip later on, but I'll just say it now. Uh, you know, yellow, which is about midway yeah. to the third light. So Blue, green, yellow, orange, red. Yeah. So yeah. That, was, that was the one, as you could hear in the clip, that was kind of our yes response. So we were getting a lot of the uh, response with that. Um, and then I just want to say quick disclaimer before you talked about the clip, but um, that n- the noise I think towards the end I think there was a there was like a maid or a cleaner upstairs, um, so you're hearing some of that in the background. Yeah, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, um, we were there during business hours, and they were nice enough to let us go up there and uh, you know do our thing. Uh, but yeah, other people had to work too, so <laughs> there are some things like that that we will point out when it's there. Um, but, yeah, we just asked, you know, if, if you're there, give us a flash yellow for yes. And it sounds like, well, it sounds like we did get a lot of yellow answers. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty, pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. And, again, there's uh, nothing electronic, sit- like, close by that I, we really yeah. found was setting that off. So that was kind of something we thought was unexplained. Um, but then um, I think the next clip we're going to play, also upstairs, um, we kind of got fixated on room one because, what, what yeah, did it, it, it said Uncle Bill. Oh, that's right. And we uh, we did not find any Uncle Bill in any of our research. Um, if you've listened to the beginning, you definitely know we do not mention anybody named Uncle Bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we got a little a little feedback from that when we were asking some questions, so we'll play that too. Yeah, so um, we'll hear, um, and we want you guys to see if you hear what we hear. <laughs> it's a riddle. Again, uh, if not. Yeah, just d- let d- us know. Tweet us. Tweet us. Tweet us. Tweet us. What am I saying? <laughs> I know. I feel like that needs to be invented now. Tweet, tweet. All right. So let us know if you hear a response after. You'll hear Brittany ask a question, and then um, we think we hear something responding. So here we go. Tweet us if you hear it. Make sure Uncle Bill is. Uncle Bill here? Big orange. Okay. Yeah. So that is something we cannot explain. We don't have any explanation for that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know if you guys heard. Uh, I said, is Uncle Bill here? And then I hear a distinct whisper, yes. Mm -hmm. That I didn't hear live when we were actually recording. And then I, for some reason, described the EVP as saying, that's a big orange. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so clearly the EVP went to the second to highest meter reading mm-hmm. right as that yes came in. Yeah, and I also wanted to say that uh, at that point, I know the cleaner was gone. And we were definitely the only two standing in front of, uh, we were still in the area of room three. So yeah pretty close to room one but uh, we were definitely the only two people up there um and then i think we're gonna play it one more time with just the part we heard or the whisper we think is saying yes um and we'll see what you guys think about that here so let's take a listen big To me, at least, somebody was responding to Brittany's question with a, a yes. Um, and it definitely feels like it could have been Uncle Bill. Maybe. Still don't know who that is. Still don't know. <laughs> Just a name on a door. But um, 
uh, shortly after that, also around the same area, uh, we wanted to play this next clip. We we kind of sort of feel like we heard um, a giggle. Yeah. Or kind of sound like a hiccup almost, but. Um, or yeah, can't figure it out. I don't know. Yeah, so let's listen to that one once again. And again, no one was around us. Um, we were by ourselves, but you'll hear it right as I start to say something in the clip. You should hear like a small giggle or something. Just a high pitched noise. Can you make the light turn yellow? I feel like there's a big electrical. Okay, so that sounds almost like a baby to me, and there's definitely no babies around. Nope. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's listen to it with just that part sectioned out again. I feel like there's a big electrical. I feel like there's a big electrical. I feel like there's a big electrical. That one kind of freaks me out. I definitely feel like I hear like a giggle or something, mm-hmm. or like kind of like you were saying, some kind of younger child maybe. And it's it wasn't me because it happened right when I started speaking in that mm-hmm. clip, and I know it wasn't you. And it wasn't like a floor creaking because we do have audio of the creaking floor, and that's not it. Yeah, and I think out of most of the audio I listened to, I was able to distinguish what was us creaking on the wood and. That didn't. That was one sound that stood out. That didn't sound like it was coming from our feet. Mm-hmm. Um, but then once we kind of explored that area in front of you know door three, we kind of went back down to the staircase, um, following up on reports of staff being pushed, mm-hmm. or I think feeling someone touched. Yeah, touched feeling them being touched. I think one waitress says that something pushed her down the stairs and. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, definitely. Those are steep stairs. It's a big staircase, so it's a little more gnarly than I realized. Yeah, that was one thing you were pointing out. Um, and so I think we were about middle of the stairs, and we just wanted to show the audience um, some more EVP, or I should say EMF, uh, readings we were picking up, just to show that we think something followed us down the staircase. So um, let's go ahead and listen to those responses here. Is Rose or Sam still with us? Oh, somebody spiked right Did you die here? Oh. Yes. Oh, somebody died here. Were you murdered here? Oh, went up to the yellow. Okay. Okay, so you start seeing something was responding again, kind of like when we were in front of room uh, three. Uh, but then when I was editing this on my own, uh, by my lonesome here, or just trying to say <laughs> on my own, turned into lonesome, um, I, I think I found another piece of audio, uh, so I just played this one for you today, but yeah. I want to get your reaction after I play it again, so Okay, okay. Let's have to get a reference. So it seems like yellows are yes. Yeah. Let's see, now it's really freaking out on yellow. Mm-hmm. The one, like I said, that I discovered, I feel like you definitely hear like a lower voice, mm-hmm. but I think it's someone saying like "wait." Sounds like somebody yeah. saying "wait." It's it's definitely it sounds different than the other sounds we recorded as mm-hmm. far as what we think are EVP. Mm-hmm. It is definitely a very clear, deep voice, and I agree. It sounds like it's saying "wait." Yeah. So uh, here we'll play it a few times with just the part cut out again. So here you go. Alright, 
so there you have it, folks. Um, at least that is what um, I thought the most significant audio or EVPs and responses we had there. Mm-hmm. Um, so. uh, we have a, a few other audio components, nothing that has like any strong EVPs or anything like that that we were able to find, but maybe we'll be able to post those down the road. It'd be a little lengthy for just this podcast itself, but maybe... We can post some behind-the-scenes stuff at some point down the road. Yeah. Um, and then you, you were going to mention something about the following day. Yeah. Uh, so, personally, during our time there, I didn't... I don't think I felt anything really crazy. Like, I don't think I necessarily felt any energy. It was more kind of seeing the reaction of the e- EMF meter and then listening to the EVPs later. But um, that night, I felt like all the energy was drained for me I went to sleep at like 7 p.m which isn't normal Mm -hmm. um the next morning I felt sicker than I felt in a long time I was definitely nauseated um like terrible headache dizzy it definitely wasn't the food (laughs) the food was good I didn't really eat anyway but um it definitely wasn't that um I felt better throughout the day but I, I know I think my boyfriend felt sick afterwards. Yeah, um, my girlfriend got the same thing you had, the headache, uh, the nauseated feeling. So, and he, I, I guess I kind of felt some stuff, but, you know, I definitely was tired and that could have just yeah. been the weekend for me. <laughs> I don't know, but definitely I think you and my girlfriend had something Yeah. Happen, um, so. and, and we, yeah, um, could be coincidence. But you never know. With those EVPs, I think it kind of makes me think more like maybe there was something there draining mm-hmm. our personal energy. I don't know. <laughs> it's just weird to, like, hear it all afterwards because you're just standing there and you just think nothing's going on. Yeah. And then to find these things we can't explain kind of moments. Yeah. It's a little bit spooky, but... Um... And it is a little awkward to just be asking questions into the air mm-hmm. and then you're not getting that response. But it, I, I think it was worth it. No, I do. Now that, yeah, now that we've found everything, I think for our first episode, it was really exciting. I had a lot of fun. Um, but I wanted to ask you on a scale from <laughs> one to ten ghosts, we'll say. Ten being it was a pretty spooky experience overall. And then, you know, one being maybe you're still skeptical. Um your first time ghost hunting what do you what do you think i think initially i was at like a five ghost scale like i was a little a little nervous it was kind of interesting seeing the emf meter go up but after hearing those EVB, evps i think i'm more at like an eight ghost level yeah um i agree i think i was definitely at like a four or five going in just because i didn't know you know as well how it was gonna go but mm-hmm. uh like we were saying earlier it was just it felt very welcome there. Everything was so welcoming, and we were able to get to areas uh, easily and record. And it does feel a little silly, kind of like standing there talking to yourself, or kind of seems like you're talking into the air. But um, after like hearing everything, I, I definitely think I went up to an eight as well. Um, I do feel like there's some things that happen there that we can't explain, mm-hmm. even with a busy crowd, like a normal lunch crowd there. Um, but, you know, we're curious for what you guys are thinking out there. So definitely comment um, on our Twitter. We have a yeah, Twitter now. Yeah, we got a Twitter. We got um, a WordPress website. And we have an Instagram. Mm-hmm. All at Best Ghost Pod. 
Yes, so definitely leave your comments and uh, let us know what you hear or if you guys were hearing what we heard or if you think we're just hearing things in our head. <laughs> um, so, um, and then, let's see, we're going to have another episode coming out, uh, I think in two weeks? Two weeks. Okay. I think we're going to try every two weeks and maybe down the road we'll mm -hmm. try and add like a little mini-sode. Maybe we'll see about what, but see kind of how how things go but um is there anything else i guess you wanted to talk about as far as the, our experience at the white evil before we sign out here um nothing i can think of their cheese curds were pretty good oh yeah yeah the review on the food the food was <laughs> delicious um the, the bathrooms were sanitized. the bathrooms were clean we they mentioned clean. the mm -hmm. flushing and the toilet paper they were clean yeah, so um, I was impressed. I don't even need to see the overheads anymore. <laughs> so I, it's up to par. Uh, but yeah, look out for episode two. We hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and our findings. Um, and this is Brittany and Matthew signing out for Best Ghost Episode 1. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.